Greeting Earthlings, welcome to Saturday Morning Showdown. If this is your first time joining us, my name's Don. I'm Lee. We're a tag team of pop culture artists from the Philadelphia area, and we go by the name 8-Bit Fusion. We grew up in the golden age of the Saturday morning cartoons, so we made the show to sit down with some of our friends and talk about our favorites. Uh, we're back after a brief hiatus, and we're back with a not cartoon, but I think everyone will agree this show fits in perfectly. We'll get to that momentarily. But we're joined this week by our friend Matt. Matt, how you doing? Hey, hey guys. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. So, um, I know Lee and Don for a very long time. Lee goes back to, what, high school-ish days, right? Yeah, it's, almost 20 years. Almost, yeah, it's uh, we just dated ourselves. Way to go. Um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but from Northeast Philly, now I'm out in, like, Norristown-ish, not too far away. Um, but, yeah, I decided to start my own podcast. Been trying to, We've been trying to put it together for, like, a year. And then, you know, COVID, I'll use that excuse. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's me and my wife, pretty much. I'm, her name's Brittany. I'm making her, making, forcing, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> um, watch anything I want to watch. It could be new, old, horror, not horror, emotional, whatever. And mm-hmm. she has to make it to the end. So the name <laughs> of the show is called Saved by the Credits. Is she going like to make it. it there? No, no phones during the movie. No distractions, anything like that. And then as soon as we're done, run over, start recording, and see how it goes. There's no plan, and we're going to see where it takes us. I like it. That I sounds like, awesome. I love the idea of this. <laughs> this sounds you. amazing. Now, when, when you know, we reached out to each other about having you on as a guest, I remember you were a fan of this show. And yes. this is a show that I've wanted to cover on this podcast. And again, not a cartoon, but I think it fits. We're talking the old Nickelodeon classic, The Adventures of Pete. And Pete, I don't want to speak for Lee. I fucking love this show. Yeah, I love this show. But actually, Matt, the last time that I watched the show was actually in one of your basement parties at your parents' house, probably like a decade ago. The Snick Ooh, Night. It was more than yeah. a decade ago. This, yes, yes. I remember that. I put everything on my iPod and, yeah. and, and MP4s. What did we watch? We watched this. Mm-hmm. Clarissa Explains It All. Yes. Yeah, we did. All that and probably already afraid of the dark. I was, yeah. I, I'm like, how can you not? But yeah, this was yeah. still amazing. Clarissa, uh, it was a little hard, hard to get through. But yeah, I do remember the the crowd that was there yeah. wasn't really, really too into the Clarissa and the Pete and Pete. Yeah. We actually have the Clarissa Explains It All uh, board game in our closet. Oh my god! Nice. I think we have the DVD for the first season too, as well as the first two for this. I yeah, think. yeah, we definitely do. I, yeah. I, just I just I just love this show and the old school Nickelodeon. That was always my jam, and I will it. I cannot wait to watch this again. But I know the last time I watched it, it held up. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. I'm, I'm very very excited of all things. I've had the theme song in my head for two days, oh, and man. I made sure not to listen to it. Yeah, I want I want to I want to get excited when I hear it. You know, amped nice. up. Nice, nice. Yeah, we have a, a cassette for the band that played this. We'll get to that yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah. So why don't we? Why don't we just drop right in and see what we think? Sounds like a plan. Cool. And we're back. So we just finished watching the pilot episode of The Adventures of Pete and Pete from 1993. Coming right out of it, it was fucking awesome. I loved every second of it. How about you guys? 
it was it was literally phenomenal. I was I I had high hopes and ex- exceeded it so much. Agreed. Yeah, I I don't really have much else to say other than it was just so awesome. <laughs> yeah, it held up so well. I could not stop smiling and laughing. Like it was just it's just such a good good nostalgia throwback. Totally. We we. We've talked about Pete and Pete on this show before. We, we did our Halloween countdown. Pete and Pete's Halloween episode was my favorite. So we spoke a little bit about Pete and Pete before. And I'm going to echo the same thing I said then. There's something about the storytelling of this show that like makes the dumbest things seem so grand that I think it's brilliant. The way things felt like when you were a kid. You know what right, I mean? Like yeah. stupid things felt so important. And this show does a great job of capturing that emotion and i i really do love it it's 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 perfect it's such a good show yeah like it means almost like when i probably watched the episode i loved it for one reason and now 20 plus years later i love it for another reason and it's just yeah multi-use storytelling as you put it yeah now it's a great show now this was a kind of a weird episode and I'll talk about, this isn't the first episode, it's season one, episode one, right. but there was actually like specials and miniseries that came before it, but this is technically the pilot episode, but it's kind of a weird episode because it's all on the road. They're yeah. not at home at all in this episode. Ellen is actually not even in the episode right. at they, all. They she's in the credits. Her. They mentioned yeah, her, right? Did they even mention her? I, they, I, she was, she was, men- she was she mentioned. mentioned. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She was in the credits, but she's not even in the episode. But like part of what makes Pete and Pete great is it almost has this twin peaksy, like towny vibe. There's a yes. lot of like reoccurring characters that come and go. And now that I've made that comparison, maybe that's why I, get, I would grow up to end up loving twin peaks too. <laughs> like it's just, you get to know all these random people throughout the town in addition to Pete and Pete. Um, so this was kind of a weird episode because that's not this at all. No. Um, well, Artie was there for a minute. You do meet Artie. Yes. Who says, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to like greet people, or not greet people. I think I'm going to say this when people leave from now on. But as they're driving out of town, he says, Godspeed, my Vikings. <laughs> and that's just so good. Yeah. Such a great way yeah, to, it's- to bid adieu to people. And as they're leaving, there was a, a roadkill that was a stuffed animal. That was 100%, run over. 100%. It was so good. <laughs> so great. Now, production-wise on this show, there's a lot of fun things. The creators are Will McRobb and Vin uh, Chris. I'm actually just not even going to butcher his last name, but the two of them are actually a package deal. They worked on a lot of the Nickelodeon shows together, particularly The Secret World of Alex Mack, which is probably my number two Nickelodeon show. Very maybe. underrated. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, we need to do that um, one. And she's the Alex Mack is in like she's a bit actor in a lot of things, and I, I love when she pops up. She's super great. She's in an episode of Psych, but um, Alex Mack's great. They worked on Alex Mack. They also a couple years down the road would be the screenwriters for the Alvin and the Chipmunks movie, starring Reed from Criminal Minds. Oh my god! They were the writers for that wow. movie. That's yeah. awesome. So go on to do some good things. The theme song and all of the music in this show was written by a band called Polaris. Polaris, yes, yes. They have one album, and it is called The Adventures of Pete and Pete's Soundtrack. They actually weren't a band. 
they were in another band. All of the members of Polaris were in another band that was having like legal issues with their record label. So when the creators of the show approached them to do the music for the show, they said, we can't because we're having these legal battles. So they reformed under aliases to do the music. So Polaris was that, that band. The, oh, um, interesting. The actual band was called Miracle Legion. Oh. But again, because they were having legal problems, they could Miracle Legion couldn't do the music for this show. Oh, that's really interesting. So Polaris was them playing as Polaris as characters for Pete and Pete, and they did right. all the music yeah. for the show. Yeah, I, me and Don yeah. actually got to go see Polaris in Maryland. Probably a bit, was it was it like five years ago? Maybe I think it was twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen, yeah. So six years. Yeah, six years ago. And actually, in twenty fifteen, and we we bought it. They released for the first time in twenty years. New music. We got a, a single. I think it's like a single. So it's like a set with us with a yeah, song on either side. Cool, but new songs for the first time in twenty years. Super wow. cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the show is awesome. And it was yeah, if they ever come around again, I'll definitely see them again. They were great. Yeah, that was definitely one of those like we need to go to that because who knows? They're never gonna do that again. In in all likelihood, that's not gonna happen. Yeah. But it was super cool. I'm glad we did it. Yeah. And I think I heard something about they made up that song in a couple like. A couple minutes? I don't know. Like, it, that's just in my head. I don't know how true that could be. That, but... sounds, that sounds like something they would do. Yeah, that, that story sounds familiar. Yeah, it's popped in my head, like many yeah. things in the last 22 minutes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, this, this episode in particular, um, King of the Road, was directed by Peter Lauer. Not a name that you should necessarily know, but he's a director that's worked on a lot of shows that I really, really love, so I thought that was cool to see. Um, he would go on to work on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He did a couple episodes of The Mindy Project. He did a bunch of episodes of Scrubs, Pushing Daisies, Dead Like Me. Like, these are all shows that I really loved yeah. growing up. Yeah. So it was cool to see that, like, his career started with Pete and Pete. And he did other Nickelodeon shows, too. But he would go on to do a lot of shows that are very, very near to me, like Scrubs and Dead Like Me are huge, in my opinion. Um, so it was cool to see the beginning of that. Now, the cast, I'm not going to spend too much time on Pete or Pete because I think that's fairly well known where they are and what they do. But Big Pete is voiced by Michael Marina, Marona. Um, after Pete and Pete, he did a single episode of Gilmore Girls. Um, oh, that's right. When Jess goes to to California. I think he works at like a taco truck. That's right. I remember that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. After that, he stopped working as an actor he continued to work on tv shows but mostly on a production side but he stopped acting for the most part that was really his only other like big role um danny tamborelli on the other hand would go on to do a ton of shit honest um yes yeah he was in all that and the one role that i wrote down because it's one of my favorites of his he is jimmy in grand theft auto 5 <laughs> michael's son Oh my god! I had no. Oh my god! I had no. Idea. And like, <laughs> it makes so we, much we sense. Grand Theft Auto Five. Look at him. He looks like Danny. Oh Tamborelli. my god! Yeah, no. It's it's such a good role. It's such a wow. good reference because he's he's basically grown up. Um, grown up, Big Pete. Right. Sorry, grown up, Little Pete. It's, yeah, it's great. And he did a lot. Of, like I remember he was in that movie, that Nickelodeon movie, Snow Day. Yeah, he was Nickelodeon's darling for yeah. a little while. He, he was, was all f- over the place. Every episode of Figured It Out when they had like yep. the cast from he was like, yeah, getting slimed every two seconds. Yeah. Oh my god, I was on when I went when Nickelodeon Studios was actually a thing and still in 
Universal Studios, I was actually on the figure out figure it out set. So that's pretty oh, funny. Yeah. So jealous. Yeah, that's super cool. I'm so sad yeah, they that, got rid of that. Oh. I know. That was like probably the first major heartbreak of my life was seeing the Nickelodeon Studios just like a vacant warehouse. That was it's yes. so that sad. hurt me on a very deep level. I, yeah, I, I went there yeah. when I went to Florida as a kid too. I have yeah. a similar story. We went and I think it was like 2008 and we're, I don't know. I was with my, my cousin Colin and we were there and I'm looking around. We're on this like Jimmy Neutron show slash ride. And then that's mm-hmm. when I realized there's a little plaque that said like, you yeah. know, they just shut it down not too, you know, beforehand. Yeah. And I'm like, not only did I not make it here, but I'm here and it's no longer here. So yeah. Yeah. I understand I was, that heartbreak. Yeah, it's yeah a I was, I was there it. that same year as well. And it was oh, so sad. If they reopened it, like think of the nostalgia. Think of how many parents and kids and like it, it, would, have it would be a great time for them to reopen. it, And you're seeing a lot of these like 90s shows coming back yeah. because like we are now neither. None of us have a child, but all of us are old enough to that. We might have a child. Yeah. So, like, parents that are nostalgic for this shit would absolutely go to Universal and oh, yeah. check it out. Agreed. And bring their kids. Like, I them. love Harry Potter World, but I just, they keep building it up. And I mean, there's only so much Harry Potter I can do. Like, Nickelodeon is where it's at. Right. I don't love Harry Potter. I never got into that franchise. So, like, when everyone was upset about, about JK, couldn't have cared less. She wasn't, like, ever anyone to me. What kills me is that they took away the Jaws ride to put yes. in the Harry Potter world oh, my mom, and that like, is just my mom cried my mom literally cried about that she yeah. was so upset no it's 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 absolutely valid that's disrespectful it is that ride had history I, it did those are the two things Jaws and the Back to the Future ride it yeah. hurts and they got uh, rid of the well the Terminator 2 ride I understand it was kind of dated but <laughs> but or yeah. not ride it was like the live action and everything yeah. but you know I can't, I can't speak on Harry Potter I have no choice so yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not understandable. Yeah, but, but uh, I, poor Jaws. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now she wasn't in this episode, um, but Ellen is in the credits. She's a major character on the show. She also gave up acting. P and P was the last thing she did. Oh, really? Does wow. anyone know what she does now? No. Oh, no She's idea. a physician's assistant, so she went into medicine oh. and she works at Chop. Oh no way! Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. That so. Close to us, yeah. One of the librarians yeah. I know from Special Library Association is a librarian at Chop, and I know several other people that work at Chop that wonder if they know who she is. They might have crossed paths with. They her. might have. Yeah, who knows? Wild. They track her down. Be like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> were you on the have show? Them, have the mask if she wants to be a guest on this podcast. I'll see what I'll see what I can do. I'll see. Hey, Bev. <laughs> have her rewatch the what was it the episode where there's a squid buried underneath the football field. Oh, that's, oh, man. that's, and then that's where I know, like, it's like Valentine's Day. Yeah. I'm, the Valentine's Day massacre. Yes. I think, so? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I had it's a weird, lot I just like pulled that out of my yep. ass. <laughs> I watched a lot of this show. Guys. So did yeah. I. And that's what's sad about it. me and Don were talking about this a little earlier was I used to have the first two seasons on DVD and like a moron. I got rid of them because I was like, oh, it's, everything's going digital. But yeah. the third season never came out. Yeah, right. yeah, I remember that. And then I found out why after we were messaging the other day. So yeah. they had music rights issues. Yep. That's, yeah, that's a lot of the problems with these these shows back in the day. And the worst part is it's apparently there's season three of P&P, brand new, sitting in boxes in a storage facility somewhere that can never yep. be released. And I'm that's so upsetting. Do we know where that storage facility is? Right. Like, can we pull like an Ocean's Eleven heist and right. like get them out? Because that would be 
I mean, I, I'm willing to commit crime for right. that. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, I, I would totally do it. <laughs> really who's like an e, like the ET like game situations where it's in like the middle <laughs> of a desert somewhere. <laughs> the land they found them. They did. Did you see, yeah. did you see that documentary? That that was insane. And they pulled some out of the ground, popped them into an Atari, and they worked. That's completely bonkers. We got Nintendo uh, cartridges, you know. Damn. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, yet yeah, and or uh, Xbox 360s can't even run for more than like three years before those things just crap out. Yeah, on them. Uh, I refuse to buy a fourth one. I'm not doing it. Yeah, no way. 100. percent There was no. one actor that it was the reverse. We, me and Britt, watched something, and I looked them up because you know, you, yeah, so you go, you go on Wiki, so the media's movies over. And you're like, oh my god, who's this person? And Toby Huss. Right and what in the newer yep. Halloween movie he plays like yep. the stepdad or whatever I'm like I know that yep. guy was he from and I'm like oh my god it's Artie from Pete and Pete yeah and I was oh. I lost my he mind for like, around yeah he's been in a lot of yeah. stuff I never knew and I like yeah. lost my mind and I for like five minutes and then Britt was like you need to calm down I'm like but it's Artie he's the strongest man in the world you know and now he's <laughs> he was cracking me up in that movie too and then who knew you know twenty thirty years earlier yeah yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's probably honestly the most active of all of them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's him. Last person on the cast I want to bring up, and it's just because me and Lee watch an unreasonable amount of Criminal Minds, <laughs> but Mr. Perfect, the other dad that's the king of the road, he's Max Ryan from Criminal Minds. It's like the first or second season they go to, again, Philadelphia. So and random. he and it was the Keystone Killer, and he oh. was the original. He wrote. He was like the original Gideon. He wrote the book about, um, or the original Rossi, I should say. He wrote the book about the Keystone Killer, right, right. And then they went, and the Keystone Killer came back. Blah blah blah. But yeah, he he was on Criminal Minds. He's on a lot of stuff actually. He's a pretty big name. So oh it's wow, cool that they got him here. That's super but again, cool. we just we watch so Way much too Criminal much. Minds, and that episode is again set in Philly, and we'll talk more about this, but very local. All of this stuff to yeah. us, so it's really interesting. Yeah, I guess I guess we can kind of talk about the local stuff. I mean, first of all, uh, little Danny. First yeah. of all, he's from New Jersey and he's around. Yeah. I mean, they did a tour and they actually did. We actually got to meet him. He came to the Chamonix Creek Brewing Company with Lori Beth Tamborelli to doing all that tour. Yep. He's super. We'll post a picture when we post the episode. Yeah. Um, but he's super cool and he's around. He's actually in a band that also tours in Philadelphia. Oh, wow. So it's super cool. And yeah, like a lot of the. I actually was talking to a, a librarian friend last night who's also watching Pete and Pete right now with his kids, kids being teenagers. That's so awesome. Um, the second episode actually is in Bayonne, New Jersey, and the Bayonne marching band is in the episode. Yeah, actually, all of the high school shots, like whenever they're in class, that's Bayonne High School. Yeah. All of them. And he's the library director of Bayonne. That's so So cool. he knows wow. people that were in that band. Oh, that's so cool. And like, was talk- it was like, hey, do you, like, and they were like, oh, yeah, I was in that episode. And we're like, they're pointing out the pictures <laughs> and everything. Like, it was Whoa. neat. So, yeah, when I was talking to him, he actually sent me a, um, like a, a Google app, like a Google, Google map. There's like a bunch of filming locations all over New Jersey and New York. Um, definitely want to go check those out because, I mean, might as well while I'm still in this area, you know? Right. Yeah, I was going to say, like, Unlike other shows from this era on Nickelodeon, like Clarissa Explains It All was filmed at Universal Studios. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All that was filmed at Universal yep. Studios. Are You Afraid of the Dark was actually an import. It wasn't made for Nintendo and it was made, uh, not Nintendo. Nintendo. <laughs> wasn't made for, it wasn't made for Nickelodeon. It was made by a Canadian production company and then Nickelodeon just bought it. Yes. Yeah. So that was produced up in Canada, but all the other that were produced by Nickelodeon shows were made in Universal Studios at the Nickelodeon Studios. 
Pete and Pete's really the exception. They, yeah. they filmed it mostly in New Jersey, a little bit of um, New York, a little bit, I think, Connecticut, right? Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, I, I know it's, it takes place in like every town in America. Yeah. Like they never say it takes place in New Jersey, but like because I grew up in Jersey and um, MPA, I always like felt like it was from home because it was filmed from home. Yeah. So when this episode, they drive to the Grand Canyon, that is a hell of a road trip from New Jersey. Yeah, it's I was a- thinking that too. <laughs> and actually, funny enough, me and Don are actually planning a Southwest road trip in, uh, for October and we mm-hmm. will be driving to the Hoover Dam. Yeah, yes, we will. So you can get your roadkill, you know, bingo cards, and you'll, you'll oh, be absolutely. Set. absolutely, that will be happening with that stamp because that stamp. <laughs> that, made yes, it. I need that. I need that stamp. With the tires, screechy tires. Oh, so good. But yeah, I definitely. I I want to know a little bit more about this episode. Like they, if they did actually film it on the road, and right. I would like to know if they did do a pit. If that pit stop is actually there, maybe we'll maybe we'll drive by. That to me, looked like that was ninety five. That looked like it was a grassy spot with ninety five in the background. So I don't know. That looked local to me. Yeah, I'll have to but. definitely do some road trip and research, um, yeah. see if any of that's available. But yeah, I would definitely do that. Yeah, and also um, because again, road trips was a, was a big part of my family too. I mean, we didn't do much driving, but we did have a we did have a bright red red station wagon in the early in the late early eighties, early nineties, and we did a lot of road trips. So seeing this and seeing all the all the talking and the canter, like it just definitely brought back great memories of me and my family doing road trips. Right. Totally. We were a minivan family, but I mean, like, you watch Vacation, you have this weird connection to those old 90s, 80s station wagons, so, yeah, like, like, seeing yeah, this was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I still, I would love a station wagon again. Like, I saw one <laughs> pass by the other day, and I'm like, oh, I would love a station wagon, just because they're just so fun, like, just bring back are. those road trips. I mean, plus, for us, like, 8-Bit Fusion, it would actually be nice to have one, because you could, like, lay a lot of stuff down in, like, the big part, but yeah logistical behind the scenes stuff for people who don't do art shows it'd be great to have a station wagon when you do art shows so there yeah. was a lot of room my, my dad had a subaru so then we had a minivan so i yeah i definitely and then that's the other thing too like like road trips back in the day no phones no yeah. cell phones yeah. you're bored out of your mind you can only listen to so much your game boy color book light would run out at night so it's <laughs> yeah. like i played i played the gray brick game boy yes with no light Using oh, like the oh. light from the street lamps, man. It and then is... you would get, man, yeah, I remember doing that too. Oh yeah, dude. Oh, and then I had oh, the black black bar of death on my gray Game Boy. Mm. Had to go to Funko Land, and they told me I was SOL. <laughs> we were just oh, talking no. about Funko Land too, man. I miss Funko Land. <laughs> I do too, man. Yeah. GameStop fucked shit up. They but did. Funko Land was like the good version of it. They like almost cared about it and didn't give you, you know five dollars for 25 games you're trading in, right but. yeah uh, corporatization man yeah. ruins everything <laughs> exactly yeah so more fun facts there's one person that's in every single episode of the show mm. only one person one person so the question i'm going to pose to both of you because i know what it is because right. i wrote it down which pete hmm i'm gonna go with it's obviously one of them older pete that's what i, I was say older pete you are Correct. Yeah, I mean, he's telling the little story. Pete, that would make sense. That's true. It, to me, it feels like Little Pete is like always the main character. Yeah. But you're absolutely right that Big Pete is always the one doing the narration. So yeah. it makes mm-hmm. sense. Little Pete is not in the Yellow Fever episode. Mm. I'm, I know I'm going back to rewatching this show. Like, <laughs> I, I'm, yeah. I'm hooked. Like, before, before, before I got on, I'm like, all right, I got to get in Nickelodeon mode. 
So I played yeah. my, I have my SNES uh, mini. I was playing Guts and Rocco really quick. Nice. Oh my God. And I got That's my, awesome. I got old Legend of Hidden Temple shirt. So I was like, all right, I'm ready <gasps> yeah, to go. Yeah, we got those too. We have the Double Dare NES game. I'll have to break yes. that out and play that. We also have week. the Double Dare board game. At- we do have the Double Dare board game. <laughs> we- Man, we have Clarissa explained to me. We have a lot. We have, yeah. we have a lot of old We have a lot. We have games. to have a 90s night whenever we yes. can get the world we back definitely and do. running. That's the one thing we got to do. You can't go wrong. I'm like, like, Dom, like you were saying with, you know, maybe that's why Pete and Pete was so good and why it stood out from the other shows. Because, like, I mean, Are You Afraid of the Dark was perfect. And yeah, we we actually have been rewatching that here and there because uh, Voodoo had a sale for like a majority of the episodes for like it was, you know, it was like 10 bucks. And then, you know, Ryan Gosling showed up in an episode. I'm like, (laughs) right. Yeah. Bobcat Goldthwait's in one. Yes. Yeah, and Sandman. He, uh, yeah, you can tell it's Canada right away because they're saying a oh, bowl, yeah. a bell, you know, every time. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah. So they were on Amazon Prime for a minute, and yeah. we were watching them on there. It was weird because they, they weren't in order. Right. Which it's like, it's an anthology social, it doesn't matter. Right. But like, mm-hmm. you, we'd turn on an episode, and the kids would be like 12 <laughs> yes. in front of the fireplace. And then we'd turn it on, and they were like 16 <laughs> in the next one. And it, you know, it was a little jarring just because it was like, out of order in those places but again the episodes don't really matter so we watched i think it was all of it but it just was like cut up weird and and thrown on uh, amazon prime but we watched it all within the last five years i want to say yeah that and the ghostbusters tv show we watched all of that too that's i mean that's near dear to my heart but that's That's still the last two seasons like they make them work like kid-ish but the first yeah first couple seasons i'm like i watched this when i was like four my dad was okay with it it's getting yeah <laughs> it's got kind of creepy but <laughs> it's funny when you go back to things and you're like my parents yeah. let me watch this were they paying at all attention because this is some crazy what was the one we watched the one episode are you afraid of the dark was about the phone police and i watched it with like mm-hmm. my cousins alicia and brandon one night like a year ago and like we you know no alcohol was involved we were just sitting there watching it and like couldn't stop laughing how atrocious yet charming it was it was insane yeah <laughs> yeah oh nickelodeon now do both of you know what danny and mike are up to these days i was just about to, i was just about to say what it was yeah um but are they are they still doing that podcast i actually don't know because they it was about pete and pete and yeah. it started in 2013 so like i don't know how much about pete and pete you can yeah, really I was talk sorry, I was but for a while they were on the the last podcast on the left network Okay. LPOTL. Yeah. Um. I don't. I yeah. I don't know if they're still doing it or what, but they were doing a podcast together for a long time. Wow. Yeah. I definitely want to go back and check that out for sure. Um. And I'm curious to see if they're still doing it. And I have one other thing that I want to mention here. Mike, Big Pete. Yeah. Is currently working on a documentary. Oh. Not again in front of the camera, but behind the camera. Um, about Penhurst Asylum. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Which again, bringing local. it back to Philly. Local. That is so local. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so wild. Like I, I didn't. Again, the show never actually said where they they are. Right. I, we actually, I, I went back and and took a screenshot from the episode because we point we noticed there was that license plate, King of the Road, and it says the Sideburn State. Yeah. Huh. That's all it says. It doesn't actually That's say inter- what state they're in. So again, I, mean, I think that was intentional. It's supposed to just be every suburb you've ever been to, like, like any the, town yeah. USA. Um, but I don't know. I, just, I always identified it as like local. It felt like my hometown because right. it looks like my hometown because it effectively was my hometown. And like, you know, all, all of the people are from 
PA and Jersey and New York, and they're doing things about PA, Jersey, and New York. I think that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Also, would like to mention, Matt, I'm not sure if you've seen me and Donna's in the, the Orange Years documentary. There's a lot of Pete and Pete in it. Oh, it's incredible. Yes. It's incredible. I watched it actually about a month ago, and I sat there for an hour and a half with, like, my jaw on the floor because it was just... We were literally the same exact reaction. I, yeah. I, yeah. Couldn't believe it. I... I just said to another friend yesterday about about that year. There was a scene in the in the Orange Years where they showed a clip when they had um, Magic Johnson on to talk to like children who yes. had AIDS, and there was this like sweet little girl who was crying and he oh. was comforting her, and I was fucking bawling yeah. my eyes out yeah. watching this. Like it was. Yeah. I don't remember that when it aired, but that was such an incredible thing that Nite- or Nintendo. Good lord, what is wrong with you today? <laughs> that was such an incredible thing that Nickelodeon did, yeah. and it just destroyed me watching it in that yeah. documentary. Same but here. I'm I'm legit excited to see Mike's documentary about yeah. Pennhurst Asylum right? too, because that's that's our hood. Yeah, I've been in there for the Halloween. I haven't gotten to do a walkthrough for like nor like any when it wasn't Halloween, there was a couple areas where we were allowed to walk around that didn't have Halloween stuff, which was creepy in itself. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but I, I've only been there for when the Halloween stuff's been going on. Yeah. I've never been. We were supposed to go in 2019, and then we the night we're supposed to go was going to be like 20 degrees outside. I'm like, eh. Ooh, so yeah. like, oh, we'll go next year in 2020. Yeah, and then, yeah how'd yeah. that work out? No, no <laughs> not, not at all. <laughs> but so eventually, maybe, I, I yeah. mean, figuring if, if this guy's going to have a documentary, he's there's going to have to be a premiere at Penhurst, right? That'd like, be that super would, cool. Uh, I would totally I go will, to that. Yeah. I will sign up for that for yeah. sure. Now, I don't have any other fun facts about the show, but I do have something else i want to do okay um normally when we do the podcast we focus specifically on the characters and guests in the episode that we watched but something that i always liked about pete and pete and i think is really interesting is they always had musical guests yes not playing music necessarily but they had a lot of musicians on the show and i have a list of like i don't know 10 of them there's a ton of them so i want to go through them because i think it's crazy i'll start with the one that we have spoken about on this podcast before but known uh, known as Dad, Miss Ma- Michelle Thatchenberg, she's a uh, little Pete's friend in like the later seasons. Yeah, her dad is Iggy Pop. No way! Yes. In like four or five episodes. Yes. Oh my god! I, that's the only one I can remember that popped in yeah. my head. I'm like, oh that, my god! That, I remember that one too. Yeah. yeah. In season two, LL Cool J plays Little Pete's homeroom teacher. Are you serious? Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Richard wow. Edison, who was the drummer for the Sonic Youth, is the school janitor. Okay. Gordon Gano, the singer of the Violent Femmes, is Big Pete's math teacher. Oh my god. Uh, Lucretius Jackson, the entire band, is the band that plays Little Pete's uh, middle school dance. Oh my god. Uh, Katie Pearson, the singer for the B-52s, mm. is like an eccentric old lady that lives in town. Michael Strap from REM, yeah. or Michael Stripe from REM, is a townie who lives in town. And the last one, Debbie Harry, also known as Blondie, Whoa. is a fucking townie. Insane. So all these townies are like, oh, I'm in a band. Let's just sign up for Pete and Pete and be a townie. Yeah. Just random, huge musicians giant, happen like, to be. Right? Fame, Blondie. Yeah. 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 Iggy wow. Pop, Blondie. So random. When they were LL show- Cool J right. in the 90s. Like, 
Oh my god. Yeah. He couldn't touch totally him. Now he's on like he's a cop on the show, but back then, right? I mean, he was a, he was at the top of the world in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. So crazy. Also, a couple of fun facts about Michelle Trattenberg since she was in Pete and Pete. A, she was in Harriet the Spy yes. Nickelodeon movie. movie. Great B, movie. B, she was also in she was also one of the villains in Criminal Minds, which me and Don watched too much about. about. An entire too much but about. she is freaking cool i like Michelle. she's also she's on, great on gossip girl i know this but yeah, yeah, she, yeah. <laughs> i have not watched gossip girl but don't I it's, great. it's really it, it's good i got sucked in it, it was <laughs> another gilmore girl situation but not as good as gilmore girls i could say uh, yeah i'll i i'm perfectly capable of conceding that gilmore girls was much better than i thought it would yes, be yes i still think rory sucks <laughs> and like maybe it's because i saw it when i was 30 but like I thought she was awful from beginning to end to the to the comeback. She is the worst. <laughs> and maybe if I was a kid when I saw it, I might have related to her more, but I just think she's awful. And I don't really love Lorelai either, but I would hang out with Luke in a heartbeat. Oh I love Luke. All day. <laughs> Luke and Lane. What That's a sweetheart. So Luke and Lane. Yeah. And Lane's ex-boyfriend who couldn't continue to do the show because he went and did that awful the, OC the, show. Like the OC. It was fine. <laughs> it was fine. But he was much better in uh in Gilmore Girls. I would like to have seen what was his name, David. Yeah, yeah, I would have liked to have seen that character. More. Yeah, I would like Adrian have liked Brody. To see, that yeah. is, but David was his character. Yeah, I would like to have seen more. But super cool that Mike was in Gilmore Girls. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I forgot about that until I started doing this research. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of Gilmore Girls talk. This yeah. is the Gilmore Girls podcast, <laughs> right? Gilmore guys, we actually did yeah, Gilmore Gil- guys, yeah, crossover. She want Brit wants me to rewatch the show, and I'm like, oh, I know I will, but that's six seasons and the Netflix. And it's it's long. It it's is. a long one. Like, but it's it's an easy one, you know, yeah. for just oh. like casual. If you're half watching and really just yeah. doing other yeah. stuff, it's, it's good, good for, to it's just good, have on in the background. That. We do that a lot. We'll just we'll flip our way through Criminal Minds, Twin Peaks, Parks and Rec, Psych, yep. Rinse and Repeat. Yeah. Gotta find something else to watch too, but Jesus, yeah, really I'm, I'm I'm the same right now. I'm I'm going through watching some old wrestling, but at the same time trying to watch. <laughs> um, I just I'm trying to watch. This is crazy. Every single incarnation of Ninja Turtles possible from that's from, fair. That's and that's awesome. and I've been doing it for over a year. Hit and miss. I'm, I'm at the 2012 Nickelodeon cartoon, but I watched. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm I'm. That's where I stopped at season one. I need a break. Right. You know, but. Yeah, I never watched the 2003 animated series, and it was really, really good. I, I yeah, yeah, that's where I kind of jumped out. I'm like, oh, Ninja Turtles isn't cool anymore. As I yeah. look, as I look at my arcade one-up Ninja Turtle machine right here. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, if I only yeah, knew. We, I have all those games on the on the NES. So loved that shit. I yeah. loved the Turtles. That was my favorite growing was, up. Was, that was, and that and Toxic Crusaders. Yeah. I had all those toys. Yeah, that I'm was our collecting first them episode. now. Yeah, it was our first episode. First episode, so we probably should cover all these reincarnations at some point because you know. Yeah, I want to do the. There's an episode where they like go into a time warp and they go back in time, and there's like the new Ninja Turtles interacting with the old Ninja Turtles, and they're like flipping through time. So like you see the black and whites, you see the. Oh, that'd be cool. I want to do that. Yeah, I'll do that. I think it's like a special, so that Mm -hmm. kind of like we could do it as like a movie night or something. Yeah, yeah, that'd Um, be cool. We're thinking about doing a side series called Saturday Morning Showdown Movie Night. Nice, something stupid. Well, but it is called. Turtles Forever. I have it on DVD. So nice, yeah. awesome. <laughs> I, yeah, it looks really it's, cool. It's it's so good, especially if yeah. you're like, yeah, it's it's one of those where I'm like, made sure I watched it. I was home by myself, had a snack ready to go, <laughs> didn't look at my phone, and just sat there for like an over an hour. It's just nostalgia overload. Nice. That is awesome. Well, 
Guys, this was awesome. I'm super happy we did this. Yes. I, I've been wanting to do Pete and P, and like I said, we kind of talked about it before on our Halloween episode, but I wanted to do like a deep dive into Pete and P and see where everyone is and what they've been up to. Glad we did because the show held the fuck up. It I did. loved every second of it. I'm probably going to continue watching it after, <laughs> we, after we turn these mics off. <laughs> um, so thanks for coming on with us and doing this. Tell uh, tell our listeners again, where can they find your shit? Sure. So I'm starting Saved by the Credits. Um, I'm actually editing the first episode right now. It was supposed yeah, to just awesome. be a test episode. But it mm-hmm. went very well. Uh, so we're going to come out probably this week even. Um, we're awesome. going to be covering the 1980s not-so-classic movie Terror Train with Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, so good. <laughs> Amazing. I I loved it. I don't know if the <laughs> other host on the show. No, no. We, we, we had a good time. Um, oh, no. I can't, awesome. wait to, I can't wait to listen. The second episode, which is we haven't watched yet, have not watched it yet, is going to be the movie Slacks. That's on Shutter right now. It's about a okay. killer pair of pants, and it <laughs> came out. It. It, it came Into out this it. year, so brand new. Oh, cool! And apparently has an underlying meaning with the corporate world. And I'm like, okay, okay, we'll we'll see, we'll see how it goes. There's there's been a couple like weird horror movies like that. You ever seen yeah. Rubber? Oh, the killer tire, of course. Right? Yes. But it's like a commentary on monster movies. Like, yeah. I was so surprised how good that movie yeah, was. Yeah, like, I'm all about that. Yeah, the, the, if you do something with it, you can make something stupid as fuck actually really cool. So right. I mean, yeah. that sounds interesting. I'm curious to hear what I'm curious to hear that one. So yeah, I'm real I've been we've I've been trying to do this for over a year and it's it's hard. Like like you yeah. said, once you put you know, once you start actually doing it, that's the easy part. And then I was nice. I, I knew I was being like sheltered. Just like the last year, and I'm like, I finally gotta get on your guys' show, you know. Nice. So it was, I had a really good time doing it too. So oh, awesome, yeah. And you're always welcome back anytime you oh, want. Definitely. We, uh, yep. I mean, I, I know you guys didn't do Darkwing Duck yet. I'm definitely in for that at some point. Yeah. We'll pencil you in yeah. for Darkwing yes, Duck because I want to do that one too. <sighs> so especially off the, I, yeah. Okay, I'll save it for that. <laughs> I was, yeah, I could go off in a for twenty minute tangent. Save but. it for the air. But yeah, 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 um, all my stuff is at save <laughs> save by the cred Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Took awesome. a little bit to get that situated, but awesome. good old good, good old social media, right? Awesome. Now this is normally the part of the show where I make a joke about how it's normally the part of the show where we have you know nothing going on, but we do. We have things going on. So Lee, tell people where can they find us. Um, well, actually, again, it's summertime, it's pandemic, we don't have too much going on for a little bit, but in August, we're going to be at the Dover Comic Con in Do- Dover, Delaware, that is August 14th, it'll be all day long, so um, Dover's only about an hour from Philadelphia, or if you're out that way, um, definitely come out, it's a, it's a really good time, um, a lot of great vendors will be there, some, some of our friends, including Geek Boy Press, will be there as well. Yeah. Um, when we're not doing shows, you can find us on our website, popculturejunk.com. Also, we have some of our items in the South Street Art Mart on South Street in Philadelphia. Um, stop in the shop, say hi to Nicole and Nicole. They're really good friends. Um, they, um, it's currently, it, they're featuring Pride Month right now, and they are featuring a lot of queer artists who are a lot of our friends. So definitely stop in and see all their work. There's about 70 so artists in the shop, including us. Um, if you can't get to the shop, southstreetartmart.com is the place to go um we should have more more um events upcoming after august i think in september and october november december we should have some more stuff so just keep checking our website facebook instagram and again we're still in this pandemic just keep being safe wearing your mask get vaccinated 
Um, make sure you're supporting all the small business out, out there because we're still struggling, even though apparently this thing is over and <laughs> it's super hot. Just make sure you're staying hydrated. It's very hot. Yeah. Yes. All right, guys, remember to like and share us on Facebook, rate us wherever you get your podcasts, and join our Facebook group. We have a Facebook discussion group called Saturday Morning Showdown, where we just bullshit with some friends about the shows we loved as kids. All right, well, guys, thanks for listening. We will try to not take so long of a break between episodes, but shit happens and the world's exhausting right now um but we'll see you guys again in a couple weeks peace you're listening to the geekscape network